for tuning in to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Things are a little different now. You see the doctor is out. The nerds are running the asylum now. The doctor's on assignment. You know, those PhD types. Not a word of his destination or how long, but no matter when the doc is away, the nerds and the Duke will play. With things in upheaval here at the Asylum, I mean (laughs) the show. There will be some insanity along the way, but I find that the craziest things happen when change does. So join us, nerds. Join us as we continue the work of the good doctor. Join us as we enlighten, educate, and entertain the masses. Join us as we continue the work of the Nerd World Order. Now this week we are diving into some news, a new segment for you all, and of course a deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Matrix with Matrix Reloaded. All that and more, cause 30 and Nerdy starts now. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. (laughs) Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find the show in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. What's up, Nerd Nation? I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe in this time of the unknown. I hope you are staying smart where there is so much out there to confuse us. Uh, Whether you agree with things opening back up quickly, slowly, or not at all, please show consideration to those around you and keep all the essential workers and first responders in your thoughts. Now, last time uh, we were here, we discussed the movie The Matrix, the first in the franchise, possibly the greatest sci-fi movie of our generation, at least. Fantastic, award-winning, trend-setting, We are going to continue that dive down the rabbit hole. We're talking Matrix Reloaded. Now, if you have not seen The Matrix yet, what are you doing? It is a fantastic franchise that really, especially 
Since it came out, it really makes you think about the world. What's real? What's not real? Who's lying to us? Do you know your enemy? Now, uh, you can find that episode on The Matrix, uh, wherever you cast your pod, and of course on our YouTube channel. Now, let's get into a little fun here. This week's nerd vocabulary word is crash. And no, I'm not talking about what your computer does when you have too many illegal songs downloaded on your LimeWire. I'm talking about good things. This means awesome. Great. It was made famous in Young Justice, but I am using it. I use it a lot, quite a bit now. I've been watching through Young Justice again. I know that I've talked about that a lot on this show, but I love that show. So Crash is good. I mean, this like doing this podcast is Crash. Watching... Nerdy things is crash. Use that in your daily language now. Put that in your nerd vernacular uh, throughout the week and see if you can get other people using that term. So I'm going to introduce a little new segment that I like to call Random on Random. And in this segment throughout the remainder of this season, you will either hear me talk to someone random about someone random, ask a random question about something random, ask a random person a question about something random, or just give you a random fact about something random. Let's start this off with, did you know the hashtag symbol is called an octothorpe? The octo obviously stands for the eight points on the popular symbol. Now, a popular theory going about the Thorpe section of the word is that it comes from the Old English word for village. Now, this is based on the thought that the village is in the center of the symbol, surrounded by eight fields. Octothorpe. That is your random on random for this week. It's quite possibly the most amazing thing that's ever happened ever i'm cameron and i'm zach and we're the hosts of tough cookies a comedy and cookie review podcast we do everything in our power to avoid reviewing cookies and then right at the last minute we're like oh yeah we record cookies we review cookies on this podcast this is gonna be a really really special episode true to his word clint eastwood has made caramel safe for ice cream cones (laughs) no we're about to get into tinfoil hat territory i swear that every single one of these covid commercials that's on tv right now has got to be pre-recorded i mean that is how commercials work (laughs) (laughs) find us on apple podcasts spotify and more oh those were some good cookies too need a commercial how about a promotional video for your upcoming event or production let the coolest cats in town take care of you the professionals at freddy cat have the knowledge ability and experience to serve all of your visual marketing needs. They offer feature films, documentaries, corporate videos, commercials, music videos, and weddings. You can reach Freddy Cat Productions, 423-231-2839, or at freddycatproductions.com. Meanwhile, back at 30 and nerdy, Welcome back. You need to check out Tough Cookies. They are I've gotten in contact with me. They are from Knoxville, Tennessee. 
they are a, a new podcast, relatively new podcast, and one of the hosts is a member of a very popular band in that area. Um, definitely give them a, a check out. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for contacting me. Hope that we get to do a show together one day. Um, I have a great idea. We can taste test cookies all the live long day anytime you want to because I am a cookie fanatic. But why don't we get to some nerd news with our f- nerd field agent, Barry Nerdington. Good day to you. I'm Barry Nerdington, and welcome to your nerdly news. There has been some sad news in the celebrity world. Jerry Stiller, comedian and father of Ben Stiller, has passed away. Those of us who remember the father of Ben Stiller from his very popular shows like Seinfeld and other sitcoms, Heavyweights, the movie from the 90s, and of course, the original father role in Hairspray, the musical. We are very sad to see this comic genius pass away from this earth, but he did give us a lot of laughs in his 90 plus years of life. Also, Roy, a famed circus and Vegas performer, Siegfried Roy, has passed away due to COVID-19. The world was shocked and saddened to see the tiger-loving and charismatic superstar pass away. But what may be sadder is that the reminder that this pandemic is very serious and we should all be cautious. In a dramatic turn of events, AMC and Regal Theatres have released a statement saying that it has decided to stop showing Universal Pictures when things open back up for them. This comes after Universal's decision of releasing Trolls World Tour after the theaters shut down. While many companies postponed instead of releasing to video on demand, Universal released the film, earning the company far more money than they would have with ticket prices at a typical theatrical release. As a matter of fact, the studio received 80% of the profits with video-on-demand release instead of their regular 50% of the profits with a theatrical release. After the positive showing of the movie and not letting some release in theaters, AMC answered with a harshly worded statement about boycotting Universal Pictures titles. Imagine AMC not showing titles like Fast and Furious or Jurassic Park. More to come. In other news, have you ever wondered which nations were better at specific video games? Well, now we have the answers. Mobile game developer Quali developed a study this past month finding statistics for different nations and different games. Some of the outcomes were pretty predictable, and some were quite shocking. Some of the statistics show that Finland is far better at mobile games like Clash of Clans and Angry Birds, Japan, more advanced at fighting games like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. The United States took top spot for first-person shooters, and Scotland came out on top for racing games. The full report can be found at svg.com if you are interested in more statistics on more countries. A writer on the online wrestling column Fightful Select, Sean Ross Sapp, sat down with current U.S. champion of the WWE, Andrade. In the interview, Andrade discussed a lot about being engaged to Charlotte Flair, his current stable, his injury, and a recent exchange with his boss, Vince McMahon. In this exchange, Andrade asked what he could do to surpass the mid-card level and solidify a place in the company. His boss's answer was three words, speak better English. What are your thoughts? 
Speaking of WWE, in a recent sit-down with After the Bell podcast, Jeff Hardy told Corey Graves that his dream final match would be having his career ended and destroyed by the beast Brock Lesnar. Hardy spoke to the fact that he was Lesnar's first match, so why not have Brock be his last? Many of us fans would completely disagree with Jeff Hardy on the fact that Brock Lesnar is garbage. In other news, Kevin Smith sat down with ComicBook.com's Chris Killian this past week for Talking Shop. In the interview, he discussed his Masters of the Universe show, The Snyder Cut, and his upcoming Twilight of the Mallrats the sequel to one of his fan-favorite films from the 1990s. In the conversation, he did assure everyone that most OG characters will return. Even Ben Affleck's Shannon Hamilton will have a spot in the movie. Smith also confirmed that he will get to see Brody's growth as a comic book store owner, as well as the impact his scene with Stan Lee had in the first movies. Smith said there will be a clever Stan Lee scene in the film as well. In Matrix news, Bad Boys, Matrix, and Sopranos star Joe Pantoliano suffered a severe injury this past weekend. He was hospitalized in Connecticut after being struck by a car. His agent spoke with Variety and confirmed that a car struck him while he was walking with his family. A Porsche was struck by an oncoming car, sending it into the family and striking Joe. He was flung into the wooden fence He suffered a gash on his head and damage to his left leg and shoulders. He was released to heal in a concussion watch at his home. He is now recovering and very thankful for all the thoughts and prayers. Nicolas Cage is set to play Joe Exotic in a special eight-episode scripted series. It will reportedly be based on Texas Monthly article called Joe Exotic, A Dark Journey into the World of a Man Gone Wild. Also, in other Nicolas Cage news, his popular movie National Treasure is getting a Disney Plus series. Some word out of the report states that it will surround a younger group of treasure hunters. No news yet on how it will affect a third installment of the franchise or if it will have any Easter egg from the already popular films. Reports show that the next Transformers movie will be the seventh in the franchise and is still set to release on June 24th of 2022. However, it still begs the question, if things continue with COVID-19 the way they are, will the release date still stand? In gaming news, Xbox may have set some expectations a little too high. That's what Xbox Games marketing Aaron Greenberg said when he addressed the dicey response to May's Inside Xbox stream. Xbox promised to look at next-gen gameplay for the show, but did not deliver in the right capacity. He took to Twitter saying, Clearly we set some wrong expectations. Had we not promised anything beforehand, we would not be seeing these negative claims currently. Maybe you should not promise things you cannot deliver, Aaron. Sidney Goodman got to sit down with Chris Parnell of Rick and Morty to watch an episode together via Zoom. Parnell did say the second half of Season 4 is underway and gave a small update on Season 5. We've yet to record anything on Season 5, Parnell said. However, I know they have some episodes written and at least have somewhat of a storyboard set. This comes off a new deal signed with Adult Swim for at least 70 more episodes. So if you are a Rick and Morty fan, just be patient. More is to come. 
in a very, very awesome moment on his web show SGN, or Some Good News, John Krasinski, a newly ordained minister, performed a wedding for an office superfan couple. And along with the couple, he invited into the Zoom meeting their family as well. That's not all. In a typical Jim fashion, he closed the ceremony with a massive office cast reunion surprise. They all joined in on Zoom meeting and performed their moments from the famous dance at the Halpert wedding. You can find this video on his Twitter as well as other social media outlets. That's the end of your nerdly news. I'm Barry Nerdington saying good day and cheers to you nerds. COVID-19 is running wild, and the arts are suffering all around the globe. However, there is one in Morristown, Tennessee. Encore Theatrical Company is preaching passion over the pandemic. Follow along with the hashtag Encore Intermission. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and check out their website at etcplays.org. Org. You'll see fun things afoot, like voice lessons, highlighting community members, and much, much more. Follow along at Encore Theatrical, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. From us here at Advertising Expressions, we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realize that here in Morstown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen soon, a business that has crawled through this time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done very well, we're here for you. See, our business is to promote yours, and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. To help you with that, we have decided that through the end of 2020, we are going to make you an offer you can't refuse. In response to COVID-19, we are going to gift you 19% off new quotes that result in orders of $190 or more with the promo code NERDRONA19. That's N-E-R-D-R-O-N-A. Dash the number 19. Thank you, Barry. Well, it's time to dive back down the rabbit hole and talk about Matrix Reloaded. If you have not seen it, it is on Netflix currently. You can pause here, go watch it, and come back and hear some interesting things found and info everyone should know. Matrix Reloaded is the sequel to The Matrix. Now, it takes place uh, six months after the credits of the first movie run. It was released on May 15th, 2003, and has a runtime of 138 minutes. Uh, Its estimated budget was $150 million. Uh, And after all it was said and done, the film brought in $741,846,459 at the World Box Office. Uh, Some of its main filming locations included the Nimitz Freeway in Oakland, California, uh, Almeda, California, and Webster Tube in Oakland, California. Uh, This film is rightfully rated R and was written and directed by the Wachowskis again. 
Fun thing about Matrix Reloaded is uh, the fact that it takes place six months after the first one, so you kind of get to see Neo really owning his role as the one. We see the returning trio, Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus, joined by a shocking return and very new and improved Agent Smith. We also see that in its time from the first one, Neo has spent so much time with the Nebuchadnezzar freeing minds and saving people. Uh, there are a lot of scenes where people will be thanking him, giving him uh, things, kind of like people did with Jesus Christ. Again, if you have not seen it, please push pause. Check it out on Netflix, Ma Matrix Reloaded, then come back for some of this. Um, the really cool thing about this movie is we not only get to see Zion for some time, uh, but it introduces us to a nice list of ensemble characters that kind of bring some cool things to the franchise. I wanted to go through a few of these new characters that personally enhanced the movie for me. Uh, again, these are some of my personal favorite additions, so please, if, if you have other favorites, um, and if you feel that I missed somebody that, that shouldn't be in my personal favorites, please email me. Uh, why? Why do you love them? Why are they on your list? Uh, let's start with Link, played by Harold Perennio, was a freeborn in Zion. He married into the family of Tank and Dozer. So after they died, he took over as operator uh, for the Nebuchadnezzar in their honor. His character, for me, kind of... Um, Kind of represents this person on the verge of belief, but hasn't exactly reached it there. Uh, however, at the end of the movie, you do see that he reaches belief. He fully believes in the in Neo, and some of the stuff he has seen. Um, he kind of represents, you know, the average uh, American. I think these days, living in a, a very Christian uh, country, is there are a lot of people out there that are just on that edge of belief, but need to see things, to believe. So that's what that's what Link added to me. Um, and you've got Captain Niobe. Uh, she is the former girlfriend of Morpheus and the current girlfriend of Commander Locke. She is the most skilled pilot in the fleet and one of the top martial artists of the franchise. She is one of the very few to ever kill an agent and go one-on-one -on -one with Seraph successfully. Niobe is portrayed by Jada Pinkett Smith in the sequel, as well as the video game surrounding her and her partner Ghost. That game was called Enter the Matrix. I thoroughly enjoyed it when it came out. Uh, if you have not tried it, uh, you should check it out and see if you can get it. Um, fun fact, her portrayal of Niobe earned her an NAACP Image Award nomination in 2004. I love what she brings to the franchise uh she kind of she's just she's witty she has this snarky look on her face at all times taking everything in she doesn't necessarily believe in the prophecy but she doesn't want to disbelieve in her former love interest morpheus she does still have feelings for him as you can kind of see in her eyes throughout the movie um I do enjoy Captain Niobe. Um, I didn't want to talk too much about her partner, Ghost. Um, he's not as prominent in this movie as he is in the video games. Uh, so check those out and get more on Niobe and Ghost. Um, now, next, I, I put three together here. Soren, Roland, and Malachi. These are three on my list because they open us up to some of the other crews. Uh, they are captains. They 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 respect Morpheus. Uh, you can't. They don't really come out and say they believe in Morpheus's prophecy, but they believe in Morpheus. They respect him and follow him. Uh, they're captains of some other fleet ships throughout the sequels. Now, these three, to me, show somewhat of the humanity 
uh, sometimes that you don't get out of Morpheus because he's so faithful and so devoted to his prophecy that he doesn't show a lot of um, human emotion. But these three are kind of like, okay, these are captains, but they're not as hardened and so dead set in their ways that Morpheus is. But they're also not like Commander Locke, who is who we will discuss in a little bit. Sadly, uh, Roland is the only one out of these three that survives the sequel movie, Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, uh, let's move on to Commander Locke. Uh, not my favorite minor character by any means, but he does bring a lot of this to this film. He's Niobe's current love interest and commander of the Resistance Army for Zion. He answers only to the Council and is very set in his ways. Now, Jason Locke is basically, he's a taciturn, practical man who believes in none of Morpheus's nonsense about a prophecy or the one. One way you could say is he's the anti-Morpheus. He was created to be the polar opposite. For me, he represents kind of the negative side of our brains and the way we think. He's the anti-faith side of the spectrum. He uh, he is portrayed very well by, um, by Harry Lennox, who has been in some other things throughout nerd culture. I think that Locke really represents just this this rock that the waves are beating up against constantly. He has his followers as well that believe in these are the facts. This is what we know. We know the machines are dangerous. We should be ready to fight and fight and fight. We know this is going to happen. We know what's happening. Um, I don't have time for faith. He does bring a lot of great things, but at the same time, like I said, he is not one of my favorite characters. Uh, next up, we got the Merovingian, uh, known as the Frenchman and portrayed by Lambert Wilson. The Merovingian is the bad guy with class and money. He's a smug, arrogant, rogue computer program uh, that holds the Keymaker prisoner, and Neo needs the Keymaker to fulfill his destiny. Um, he is married to Persephone. Um, he has his own little gang that includes these two creepy specter ghost type twins that are that are like rogue versions of the agent program from, from previous uh, Matrix versions. Fun fact is he is highly drawn from the god of death from many mythologies. Uh, these are noticed in his actions. His club that he owns called Hell, H-E-L. He does have uh, two right hands called Cain and Abel. That's right, Cain and Abel. And he's married to Persephone, who is not a massive fan of him throughout the movie. Sounds like Greek mythology to me. So he is heavily drawn from Hades. Speaking of his wife, uh, Persephone, uh, she is portrayed by the very beautiful Monica Bellucci. Uh, she, like the Merovingian and the Keymaker, are some older programs that escaped deletion from the previous Matrix versions. Uh, they're called Exiled in this movie, if they escape deletion. She betrays her husband to help Neo by killing his lackeys, Cain and Abel, and tell them where to find the Keymaker. They take him to the Keymaker. She takes him to the Keymaker. Um, and she does this because she she's kind of tired of Merovingian's um, frivolous ways with other women, is the way I'm going to put it. And so she betrays him, but she tells one of his lackeys that she doesn't kill Cain. She shoots Abel. She tells Cain, go tell my husband what I've done. She wants him to know. She's she's hard. She's awesome. Uh, moving on, the architect. Uh, this is portrayed by Helmut, uh, ba- I think I'm going to butcher this, Bacatus. This guy is, um, he's highly specialized, humorless computer program of the machine world. He created the Matrix. 
In my words, he's like a virtual representation of the machine mainframe. Um, he's God. He is cold, uh, analytical, logical, pragmatic, clearly possesses an attitude of superiority. Um, this is the role that Sean Connery turned down, and honestly, I think it worked. I am fine with Connery turning that down. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that we could get the same feel of these big words being said in an accent from Sean Connery. If you disagree, if you would have rather seen Sean Connery, please let me know. My final on this list of great additions to minor characters is Seraph, played by Colin Chow. He's perhaps my favorite because he's the Oracle's bodyguard. A fun fact about him is when he was created, he worked for the Merovingian until he met the Oracle. He completely left the Merovingian after meeting the Oracle and became her bodyguard and protector. Uh, he's one of the greatest martial artists in the entire franchise and the only be bested by a few people like Neo and Niobe. Uh, his mantra, um, you do not truly know someone until you fight them, it speaks a lot about him. It kind of shows you that it's almost like his password. I guess the technical term to what Seraph is to the Oracle is he's like a challenge handshake authentication protocol uh, basically entering a password to get to the oracle i love him because he is he's he's not, not got a lot of dialogue but his moments in this movie are fantastic in the future uh, in a couple episodes when we do talk about the third installment to matrix i will talk more of seraph because he does have some bigger moments in it those are some of um my favorite minor characters added to the a franchise, uh, if you feel that there are some minor characters that uh, have also brought some great things that I did not mention, please, again, let me know. This is just my personal opinion and personal list. Uh, moving on, if you listen to the show and you know me, I am a massive fan of unknown nerdledge, of uh, things that just aren't spoken or talked about, or, you know, like, I have somewhat of an addiction when I, when I first watch a dvd version of movies i am watching the bonus features first so uh i wanted to get to some unknown nerdledge of matrix reloaded um just a few facts here there's a lot of unknown stuff out there i did not want a two or three page list i uh, just wanted to give you some tidbits here uh the studio sent over 8500 prints of the movie out to theaters now this earned the matrix reloaded the guinness book of world Records spot for widest print run if you saw Reloaded in theaters and paid attention to the billboards rushing by in the highway scene, their advertisements in the movie theaters were cheat codes for the video game Enter the Matrix. Uh, however, if you were to watch back through it on DVD or streaming services now, they have replaced the actual billboards with, with, with actual advertisements. That was only for theater release, just something the Wachowskis did uh, to see if you were paying attention. Now, you can find those cheat codes online. They're not gone forever. If you are happen to, to get a chance to play Enter the Matrix... Um, the character of Z was originally cast by uh, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, the famous pop singer, was supposed to play Z. Uh, she even filmed some scenes uh, 
early on had some done but tragically in 2001 uh, she passed away if you grew up in this era if you're a 90s kid you know that in 2001 it was it was huge in the world of pop when Aaliyah uh, died the studio did decide to recast and scrap all the scenes she had filmed uh, she was eventually replaced with Marvin Gaye's daughter Nona no matter what it was, uh, this is another fun fact, uh, people were dying to mer- for merch from this movie. After the first one and going into the second one, when advertising started, people were dying for merch, whether it was a shirt, a keychain. So many people were hooked on The Matrix um, that the studio felt that theft could become a problem. So when the studio had to send out merch to stores... Um, or movie marketing items like cutouts and posters to theaters, they would brand it under false names. Like a lot of Matrix merch, uh, Matrix Reloaded merch, was sent to places under the replacements movie title because Keanu Reeves was in that movie as well. And it was not as successful. Um, Not bad for a sports film. One of my favorite sports movies um, out there. But... um, it was a code to these places that this was Matrix stuff, was the, using the term the replacements, because they were told Keanu was in this movie, this is our code. So if you get things under the replacements, it's Matrix Reloaded stuff. You know what to do with it when the time comes. Um, some theaters, however, got confused because uh, they were not clued in and just let it sit there on their, their uh, shelves and... Some of their marketing stuff did not get put out. Uh, I think that's crazy. Um, the Agent Smith fight scene in the park took 27 days to shoot to make Neo look like he's fighting 80 Agent Smiths. Uh, it was nicknamed the Burly Brawl on set. All four major characters were injured on set. Carrie Ann Moss broke her leg on a wire stunt. Keanu Reeves was in a foot cast off and on from an injury. Fishburn broke his arm, and Hugo Weaving threw out a disc in his neck. That's insane. The role of Seraph was originally written and created specifically for Jet Li. However, he declined the role when he was told no to his request to get paid as much money as Keanu Reeves was. Um... Couple of uh, just a few more fun facts. Egypt banned this movie in its country for censorship reasons, stating that the storyline of searching for the architect or creator and control of the human race may cause a crisis in Egypt. So they banned the movie in the entire country. Uh, a couple more. When Agent Smith shows up in his Audi, the license plate reads IS five four one six. This stands for Isaiah fifty four sixteen. Now, brothers and sisters, if you turn to your Bible, this says, Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the water to destroy. More biblical references in The Matrix. The Wachowskis are so scary brilliant. Um, unlike the first movie, this is the last unknown nerdlich fact. Like I said, there's tons more you can look up. Unlike the first movie. Uh, Four months was not enough training for the film, so most of the cast endured twice that amount for this film. Eight months of martial arts and physical training took place, Um, some of that on top of the four that 
they had already taken part of in the first movie. They had to master everything. And for instance, fun fact, it took Carrie Ann Moss six months just to get the scorpion kicked down from her opening scene. So talk about homework. Talk about physical strain that you have to put just to be in these movies. Um, I cannot wait to find some more facts for you all in future Matrix episodes uh, throughout the month of May. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope I have opened your eyes a little bit to a movie and a franchise that already is eye-opening for a lot of us. I hope that next time you watch these movies with someone, um, you take what you've heard and maybe you'll shoot off a ramp like, Did you know? Uh, if, if even one of you does that with somebody, I have done my job and I feel successful. So thank you nerds, uh, for tuning, tuning in this week. Uh, next week we're going to, uh, Matrix Talk continues with the Animatrix. Uh, this will be a nice palate cleanser before finishing up the franchise with Matrix Revolutions. Uh, so if you have the Animatrix, if you have a way to rent it or buy it, I think it's on Vudu and Amazon Prime, um, Please uh, check it out. I also think it's on Netflix, The Animatrix is. So check that out uh, this coming week. Next week we're going to talk about The Animatrix. Um, It also was in 2003, and it was a uh, kind of filler stuff. So we'll talk about that next week. Send your questions and thoughts. I also want to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, The show is very, very thankful for those of you who are even giving $1 a month, $2 a month, $5 a month. It does not matter. The show is still currently doing its COVID-19 special. Now, uh, what that means is for $1 a month, you get everything. You get everything from the past on Patreon. You get everything that's coming in the future. You get included in bloopers. Um, unaired segments you get included in separate shows uh, like Mandalorian Mondays which will start back again soon when season two comes out a lot of big news coming out of there very excited also hope you take the time to check out podchaser.com look for the group pod nation Um, all of us in there are, are kind of a brand we are friends we are cohorts in the nerd podcast world um not just nerd stuff's there check out uh shows like ocho duro parley hour three fat nerds three hours later check out the pod nation at pod chaser you can also take the time on that site to rate our show as well as individual episodes individual episode rating does let uh, the show know that what you like what you don't like uh, and the more you like, the more we'll do. So, uh, we hope they'll give us five stars. Also, check out Tough Cookies Podcast. Now, like I said, um, they are from Knoxville, Tennessee. So, go Vols. Uh, they are local boys. So, please um, please go support them. Um, they are fairly new. Uh, give them a shout out. Let them know that 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. Uh, thank you to all the first responders out there, all the essential employees. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, please stay safe out there. And uh, that's it for me. That's it for your Duke of Nerds. Stay sanitized, nerds. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the nerd world order by following the show on Facebook, 
Instagram, and Twitter. And follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. Find us in the pod nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.